Hello once again, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving from the Common Sense American. Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and I probably am thinking that you're giving thanks for having a uh, Republican-controlled House, even though it wasn't a giant red wave. At least we've got the majority back. Um, and this week, I, I don't have anything too specific to talk. I don't want to spend the entire podcast just belaboring one particular point or going over one thing because there's really not one topic that's dominating the news right now. I was going to jump around a little bit to uh, between topics that everybody is talking about, going back and forth on a few things. Um, first, I want to follow up on last week's show where I essentially said uh, it's better for the Republican Party to Put Trump in the past and uh, move along. Just forget that he's even there and go with DeSantis or somebody else. I prefer DeSantis right now. Of course, two years is a long time. You never know what can happen. Um, Various polls have shown Trump plummeting in uh, support. However, there was one poll from Emerson College that was released uh, just this week that showed that uh, just in terms of a general poll among the GOP and uh, right-wing voters that Trump still holds a commanding lead. Um, Now, that could be partially due to the fact that he's the only one that has officially announced a run. Let's not forget that part. DeSantis has not announced. We're just sort of assuming he will at some point. Um, And Trump still holds a a, a gigantic amount of power. And I got, unsurprisingly, I got plenty of flack for... Uh, for that podcast and people saying, well, you're just against Trump and and there's no real good reason to be and he's the best president ever. And well, my response to that is we really don't have evidence to prove that he's the best president ever. I thought he was fine. I thought he was a good president. I thought he did things that were good for this country. Um, But what worries me and worries the party, by the way, and is a good thing for Democrats, is that they are... uh, Look, a lot of you Trump fans are playing right into their hands. They are trying to and have been trying to for some years now to single you out as dangerous, narrow-minded fanatics, as saying it's Trump or nothing, Trump or die, he's the only one I will trust, nobody else uh, should be allowed in Washington, all that. And it really does sort of paint us as insane, and it's not a good look. And when you, when I do a podcast and say, look, I, and I, bear in mind throughout that entire show, I never really said that I wouldn't vote for Trump again or that I regretted voting for him before, said nothing of the kind. But it's surprising how testy a lot of these Trump fans are. If you're not all 100% on board and have nothing but praise for that man, you're just a, suddenly you're a Democrat, <laughs> suddenly you're a leftist. And this is the kind of thing that Democrats are going to prey on over the next couple of years. During this campaign run, they are absolutely going to do that. They are going to single out all those who are the Trump fanatics and say, see, we told you this is the way they were. They're all nuts. Um, This Trump or die thing. And they're even turning on people in their own party and people on their own side by saying, you know, if you don't support Trump, that's it. I hate you. And... That's a really dangerous position to be in because it makes us very vulnerable. It makes their job that much easier to keep us out of Washington. All they have to do is sort of play the tapes back to us, if you will. Show us all this evidence on social media of Trump fans um, 
you know, just not capable of taking any criticism at all about Trump and believing that he's innocent of everything and that he's the best thing that ever came along since Jesus. We, we, we can't be doing that or we're going to lose. The, the wind's blowing in one direction. And I said we have to acknowledge that at, at, in the last show to understand that if we want to regain power, if we want to save our country from the woke insanity, sticking to Trump is probably not the best way to do it. And he's not the only man who can do it. So I wanted to get that out there. I wanted to say, look, don't play into their hands. You're, you're winning the battle for them if you're taking the attitude that it's Trump or die. And um, it, it just it doesn't even make any logical sense. I mean, if you really look at it, there are plenty of very solid Republican candidates out there that will do what they can to battle the woke mob. I know you think Trump is the best person for the job. Uh, I don't necessarily agree. I see evidence of him going slightly loopy here. Um, but, it, hey, if, it, if he is the president, let me make this plain. If he is the GOP nominee, which I don't think he will be, but if he is, I will probably vote for him, yes. Um, he was effective the last time around. He addressed many of the major issues that uh, threatened this country. He was good on the international scene. Um, the economy was in a billion times better position, and I know Democrats are just going to blame, you know, pandemic and, and the war and the Russia-Ukraine, whatever. Bottom line is we would not be in this position today, especially energy-wise, if Trump was in charge. Uh, not the least reason of which being that he made us energy independent, but anyway. Um, shifting gears a little, Twitter, Musk, suddenly the new Trump the new guy to throw in the doghouse for the MSM. What I find fascinating about this whole thing is that every single headline I see, every single headline that assaults my phone, every single headline that gains a ton of traction among the mainstream media outlets, right? They are all heavily geared against Musk. And most of them are not only inaccurate, but just plain false. Um, like when, when, when Musk said, okay, that's it, I'm taking away the, the free lunches for the employees. One one so-called journalist actually tried to say he was he was starving his employees. Um, the report that seventy five percent of Twitter staff resigned or quit is a lie. That's wrong. Most of them are laid off. Um, you know they couldn't stand him and had to leave. And Musk doesn't know what he's doing and all this. And and the report that he has to bring back people and beg them to tell them tell them what to do. None none of that's true. None of that's even close to accurate. If you actually drill down on the real reports and see what is happening at Twitter HQ, it is a, it is a mass uh, purge, that's for sure. Uh, the reports are that they went down about 90% from 7,500 to 750 or so in terms of employees, which I can't believe they even need 750 to run that platform. But obviously, it's a, it's a big thing. There's, there's a lot involved. Well, they certainly don't need 7,500. And the bloat was obvious to all real businessmen like Elon Musk. Um, and he comes on and goes, this is insane. Uh, maybe the reason you don't turn profit, maybe the reason you're tanking is because you have a payroll that's the size of Wisconsin. And all, all these people, or uh, well, a good portion of these people don't do a damn thing and are not worth these six-figure salaries. This is nuts. And like most woke-driven companies, they don't know what the hell they're doing, and they're going down. And they had been for a while, and must knew it. And billionaires tend to know which companies are going down, which companies are still worth something and can be saved and made profitable. Now, I am not saying that he, you know, has 
is 100% dead set on a plan. He knows exactly what to do and all that. I, I, I know he's sort of feeling things out. Uh, but the idea that he's uh, incompetent, that uh, he's, you know, Twitter's going to be shut down, that he doesn't know what he's doing, that by t- end of 2023 or some, some point next year, it's going to be gone. Look, l- let me ask people a question here. Those of you who are on Twitter, have you seen anything change? Because I haven't. I, I don't see anything different. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I see no difference whatsoever. It functions exactly the same as it did, except for the fact that it has more active users than it ever had before. As soon as he came on, a whole lot of people started using Twitter more. Their active users are way up. The numbers are way up um, in terms of just activity. Uh, aside from that, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any difference. There, there are no liberals and Democrats out there saying, oh, we're being, now, now we're being stymied. Now we can't say what we want. We're being banned for saying what we want to say. Bull crap. None of that is happening. Well, all that has happened, the holy thing that has happened here, people, is that somebody new took over this company and decided to make it not a liberal echo chamber and decided to try to make it somewhat equal for everybody who's on it. Everybody does get an equal share. He agreed with uh, Dinesh D'Souza uh, uh, this week that it, it, it's it, after going through the system and the algorithm that it was painfully obvious that it was geared to suppress conservative speech. That, that much is just a fact. Um, and the reaction of the left, to, and I have always warned that if we let the left go too far in their authoritative, tyrannical, thuggish ways, that if you ever try to take it back from them, they're going to get violent and nasty. And they already have been. And they're going to freak right out and pretend like this is some giant thing. Basically, they had a fascist platform before. Certain views were allowed, certain views weren't. The content moderation team saw to that, which is one of the first thing that Musk got rid of, which is anti-freedom of speech completely. Now, the man is not saying he's allowing people to go on there and just spread a bunch of hate speech and I'm going to kill gay people and Jews or whatever. He's not, not going to allow that. He's made that very plain he's not going to allow it. He's not letting Alex Jones back on. There are certain people, he, it's just not going to happen. There is no legal reason or any reason to keep people like uh, the Babylon Bee off. It's a satire account, people. You know? And all he's doing is trying to make it equal for everybody. That's all he's doing. And the less response to this is, oh, dear God, we've just lost control over this platform, which is really what they're whining about. That's all they are. They don't believe and never have that we should have any voice at all. This has been made plain in every single move they make. So when you say to people, we're just going to stop this from being a left-leaning platform and try and make it a neutral platform, which is all that's happening, which is the only goal of Musk right now, they act like the world is ending. And he's, you know, Hitler. This is what happens when they lose so far, when they lose track of, of equality and they lose track of it to the point where they, they're so backwards that they really do believe that it's quote-unquote safer to suppress opposing opinions. They do believe this. They really don't want you to talk. They don't want your, your, your opinion to be visible because they believe it's dangerous. Now, all that's really happening is that's a complete violation of the Constitution, freedom of speech, and it's, 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 it's fascism. It's what it is. And all he's trying to do is trying to fix that. In regards to how the platform is running... In regards to 
uh, its reliability and its speed. None of that has changed. Has it even gone down? Has anything happened? What about it has changed in the, to the... To, to any liberal or Democrat or whatever, I pose this question. In your Twitter experience, what has changed? Everything still works. You're still there. You're still allowed to say whatever you want to say. The only difference is now we're allowed to say what we want to say too. Too damn bad. That's really all this is, right? To push for equality. That's really all this is. And you can't handle it. Because you've been in control for so long. Because you've been told and taught that this authoritarian, tyrannical way of pushing an agenda is actually the right way to do things. And you bought into that against the constitution, against the foundation of this country. So anyway, that's, that's Twitter. I wanted to talk about now shifting gears. Once again, we're going to go COVID here. Um, the, uh, Biden's, uh, entirely corrupt and insane CDC. Of course, they're talking about mandating masks again for quote, long hauling COVID. Um, and, you know, 17 boosters, whatever. A um, few things I'm going to throw out here. Uh, first of all, there was a doctor, actually there was a couple of them that, that I saw on social media that are saying, flat out, standing up there and saying, look, um, uh, all the people in my waiting room with COVID who have bad cases of COVID, who are in the hospital for COVID, they're all vaccinated and boosted. Every single one. All of my patients. I am not coming across any that are unvaxxed or unboosted. And they're in states that, you know, it's sort of, it's like 50, 60, 70%, it's not like all of them. So mathematically, they should be coming into contact with people who are unvaxxed and unboosted. And if you listen to the left's rhetoric and the CDC and Fauci and all them, that sh it should be the reverse anyway. Even if the unvaxxed and unboosted are in the minority, they're the ones who should be in the hospital more because they should be vulnerable more and getting this more, except that isn't what's happening. Uh, reports of myocarditis, other reports, uh, you know, insurance companies reporting just a stunning 200% increase in unexplained deaths between the ages of, um, uh, I believe it's 13 and 35. Um, massive problems that we are just not, we, of course, we're being told that this is not, has nothing to do with the, the vaccine, except there's all kinds of evidence out there that says otherwise. Um, anecdotal, just from a small sample point, um, it's the same thing with me in my life, and you may find it in yours. Uh, my parents own a retail business, and every single person who comes in there that's sick has had has been boosted and had the vaccine. And here's the thing. Everybody I know who bought into this and buys into this, they just keep getting the boosters. They just keep getting sick. They're always sick. They're never not sick now. They can go about three months, they get sick again, and they get a booster, and they get sick again. Now, in contrast, in stark contrast, I am not vaccinated. I am not boosted. Nobody in my family is. We got COVID once. We got it in early 2021. We have not been sick since. Now, we have not been sick with anything, let alone COVID. Um, and again, anecdotal, but everybody I know who is unvaxxed, unboosted, they had the disease a while ago, got past it, never been sick since. All these people who are getting sick over and over and over again are getting boosted over and over and over again. Now, look, hey, take from that what you will, right? I'm not giving you a scientific study. I'm just telling you the way things are from my end. You may see it on your side as well. But we are seeing an increased amount of evidence that's proven that these vaccines, especially the boosters, aren't doing anything. And they're doing far more potential harm than good. 
Um, one other thing I'd like to throw out there, and this is interesting, and you might um, know people who have interesting um, experiences with COVID. I had said in the past that when I got it, it really wasn't that bad for me. It was like a bad cold. I felt bad for, I don't know, 24, 48 hours. And the rest of that was just sort of a recovery period. I missed a grand total of, I don't know, two workouts. I, I was, a, I didn't feel great for a little while, but it wasn't anything bad. I've had, I've had, I had the flu once and that was much worse. But anyway, the, the weird thing about it was there were a lot of weird symptoms. There was a lot of sinus pressure, which I never have, big headaches, uh, you know, pressure behind the eyes again, which I, I really never have with, with, with sicknesses. And uh, the other one, which was major, was these night sweats, the fever spiking in, in, at night. And it was sort of like a, you know, it was, it was like a clock. One hour after I fell asleep, almost exactly one hour, I'd wake up in a cold sweat. The sheets just drenched. Now, I didn't feel bad. I felt okay. Um... It's just I was in a sweat. And then I, you know, just go back to sleep and I was all right. And that would happen when I was sick and when I was recovering, it would happen three, four times a week. And then it slowly started to tail off. It started to happen once or twice a week. Then it was like once a week. Then it was only maybe every, you know, once a month, twice a month. And then it would disappear for a long period of time, a couple months or so, and then it would suddenly pop back up. And then it would disappear three, four months and then just pop back up a couple nights in a row. But I started to notice something about when it was popping up. It seemed to be popping up, this, this sudden sweat at night, when I was exposed uh, to potential viruses, when I was out and about, when I was traveling, when I was in a throng of people that I'm usually not in. That night, it's as if my immune system kicked into a response, and whether it was COVID or whatever else kind of virus I might have come in contact with, it's like my heightened immune system just snapped up and shut it down with this quick you know, fever spikes, boom, done, and by morning I was fine. And I really have not been sick since. And that's a little abnormal for me. Usually I can't go. We're going to be, come January, be two years. Usually I can't go a full two years without getting a little cold somewhere. Um, but it, it, this included an international trip, by the way, a month-long journey to, to Norway. And not to mention I've been to fairs. I've been, I've been around a whole bunch of other people. Never masked, not boosted, not vaxxed. And sometimes... What will I can almost predict it. I'm like, you know what? I was around all these people. I wonder tonight if I wake up in these sweats again. And, and it will happen. Just wake up and I'm like, oh. And then I'll go back to bed and I can wake up and I'm fine. It, my question is, is that stopping what's coming? Because it just might be. Interesting things like this. It's, it's creating a super immunity, I think, of me and my family. My father, my mother, my brothers. They haven't been sick either. And uh, again, sick with nothing. And the people who are vaxxed and boosted out their eyeballs and keep getting it over and over and over again just keep getting sick. Now, I don't know if they keep getting sick from COVID itself, but they're always sick. They always feel bad. Not to mention they have a variety of symptoms they've never had before. So, take from that what you will, but these are interesting things to think about. Let's face it, look. They created this problem as it goes on. They created uh, bugs that evade these boosters. That's what they do. That's what happens. They evolve to evade what we what we throw at them. If we had just let natural immunity take its course and not, you know, the original vaccine, I, fine. But these continued boosters, all it's doing is creating booster uh, immune bugs that find a way around them and keep getting people sick. And oh, by the way, keep exposing us because they're injecting us with a bunch of spike proteins that give us cause us to be a little more vulnerable to this. Now, any doctor will admit this. They, every single one, will admit it. All they're going to follow up by, 
by saying is that, oh, well, it's designed to, of course, you're not going to, it's not going to stop you from getting it. But if you do get it, it's supposed to be less severe. That does not seem to be the case at all. Not only do you seem far more likely to get it, and there are studies out there that show that those who are boosted versus those who aren't are more likely statistically to get COVID again. Actually, far more likely, three times more likely than the last one I saw. I think that was the New England Journal of Medicine. And they are not. Bull crap that that's lighter. A friend of mine has had this, supposedly, has had COVID three times and four boosters, and each time it's worse. So how is this? And the part that boggles the mind for me is that people will go, go and do it again. They'll go right back out and get another booster. I don't understand what logic that is. Is, is, it, is it because the message is so crammed into you and the idea that quote-unquote vaccine deniers are dangerous individuals and you, you, wouldn't, you, know, you don't want to be them, so I just should take this drug, which it is, not a vaccine, um, because they tell me to? Regardless of what happens to me? You're not going to question this at all. You, you, you're, you're sick all the time. <laughs> you're sick three, four times, five times during the year. You keep getting boosted and you're always sick. And you're not going to question that. You're really going to believe that, oh, I would have gotten sick all those times. It's just been worse if I didn't get the booster. Really? Does that even sound practical or logical or reasonable in any way? I, I don't understand it. it I, just like I don't understand how people could have voted Democrat being in the position that we're in. But that's the power of the message. That's the power that when you have the four pillars of power of society all pushing in one direction, that's the power of it. They can lie to you straight to your face and you'll believe it. Because every authority figure says it, so how could they be wrong? That is the power. That is the danger of a one-party system. That is the danger of having one party in control of every element of society. It's a point I've made many times before. The two-party system is supposed to defend against that. But if one party has taken full control and actively works to suppress the other party and paints those who follow the other party in a, in a negative light to the point where they are secondary citizens, where they are dangerous individuals, where they need to be not listened to, but ignored and probably silenced for the, quote, good of the community, right? The greater good. We're going to shut them down. Well, that's fascism. That's one party. That's communism. That's where you're going to do what we say and you're going to like it. And it's stunning to me how much information we're getting. You know, the information that you get on a routine basis from the CDC, from the Biden administration, it's stunningly inaccurate at best. Typically heavily manipulated. And we usually find this out later. And they sometimes will just flat out admit it, and it won't go anywhere. It won't get any traction. No one will say anything. Newspapers won't run it. Nobody will say, oh, yeah, they made a mistake. I mean, the most, the best documented mistake would be the massive inflation and uh, people like uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and other members of the government going, oh, yeah, we were wrong. We said last year it wouldn't be runaway inflation. We were wrong. Good for you. You think that's the only time you're wrong? You think that's the only time these people have been wrong and have completely screwed us over? with their wrongness. They're not just wrong about little things. And that's just being wrong. What are they hiding? What are they constantly keeping from us? Look, you, you follow the money. You follow the money. In the case of COVID, you follow the money. You follow it back to Big Pharma. They have, every, you, they have absolutely no incentive to get you healthy. They have every incentive to keep you on, just like every single other drug on the planet, to keep you on a period of drugs for the rest of your life and keep you worried about COVID. Rather than let you just get it, move on, build your immunity, and move on just like every single other bug on the planet. 
They don't want that. That doesn't make them money. You really think they'd make boosters if it wasn't in their best interest in terms of greed? You think it's about making you healthy? It has nothing to do with making you healthy. That doesn't ensure good business. doesn't ensure anything besides customers leaving. They don't want that. This was a cash cow, and they're going to keep it as long as they can. It's very simple. Big Pharma owns this entire pandemic. Owned it from the start. Lied from the start. Lied about the fact that it would stop you from getting it. Lied about the fact that the, the idea that it would stop transmission. Lied about all of it right down the line. And they quietly avoid admitting to the lie. They never actually come out and say, oh, that's not true. They just amend it. Well, now you, yeah, you'll probably get it, but it'll be less severe. What's next? I mean, I don't know how much farther you can go down this path of, of waffling before you finally go, no, you should just take it because we say so. There's really no evidence that it says it protects you. <laughs> At this point, none. But take it anyway. Anyway. That's it for me. I hope everybody has uh, a solid Thanksgiving. Uh, once again, uh, just to recap, uh, Trump fanatics, uh, please don't go nuts and don't blame me. Just accept that you maybe, just maybe, you're going a little overboard and it's not for the good of the country or the party. Uh, Twitter, hey, look, looks the same to me. It seems to be functioning. Uh, the, the hit parade that's going after Musk is just the same one that goes after Trump. It's highly manipulated, 90% inaccurate. Don't listen to any of it, but it's no surprise given this regime and who's in control. And the COVID thing, really use your own brain. Use your own experiences. Open your eyes. Take a look around and find all the studies that you can. I promise you, you're going to find a whole lot that do not jive with this CDC guidance. Because you will. They just don't want you to know it's there. So that's it. Appreciate your time as always. Have a happy holiday, everybody. And I will uh, see you again next week. Thank you.